to the second season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That sounds like the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle. And hey, we'll even have some time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the host of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's, let's get, get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. All right, passengers, welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. Yeah, welcome back, guys. Uh, we're glad to have you again. Today we are talking about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Well, we can't call it the Snyder Cut anymore. we got to call it Zack Snyder's Justice League because that's <laughs> exactly. the title now. Yeah. Special episode because we just sat through four hours of this movie. That's right. And now we're in the same room. That's right. We've got our bacon quesadillas. We've re-upped on energy <laughs> all up inside us, and we are ready to go for another episode. Sipping some dessert beers. <laughs> that's right. Hello, <laughs> Bananas Foster here. Cheers. Cheers. What did you get? What did you get? Nebula. Nebula. It's a bourbon barrel-aged black and red currant lactose sour. Mm. Probably going to hurt my stomach because it's lactose. <laughs> Thanks, Martin Brewery House. Mm-hmm. You could sponsor us, too. Yeah. Speaking of sponsors, uh, today's episode and season two are brought to you by uh, Precise Public Adjusting, 817-992-5040. If you're having any trouble with a property claim or anything like that, give them a call. They'll represent you and uh, be a good medium for you between you and your insurance company and make sure they treat you the way you deserve. Again, that's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040 and let them know Pop Culture Elevator sent you. It's impressive that you remember that phone number every time without even having to look on your phone. I'd be like, <laughs> Precise Public Adjusting, got to look at my phone. Yeah. There we go. Um, no, and it, uh, that was also on point that I was about to be like, and in, in you know, in saying sponsor, and you, you hit me, you got you got it before there. Yeah, I saw your I saw your hand moving. It's always yeah, it was it was yeah. So here we are talking about the fabled Zack Snyder Justice League cut, yes. this thing that we never ever thought would happen, and then all of a sudden it happens. So we get told what in like September, uh-huh. HBO Max is gonna come out and they're going to release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Uh, and call it Zack Snyder's Justice League. And it, it still didn't feel real. It didn't feel real up until yesterday when it dropped on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, which they didn't drop the Batman versus Superman remastered Very cut. Very disappointing because I wanted to see if there was <clears throat> anything I needed to know in this movie. And obviously not because this movie actually does a pretty good job of also catching you up at the very beginning. Right. With just a few small scenes from the uh, previous movie. Right, right. Now, the first thing you're going to notice on this cut is that it is in the uh, IMAX. Uh, 4.3. Well, I guess 4.3 is the original full screen. Uh-huh. It's 4.3.1, yeah. I think is what it's called, which is the IMAX 
special. I don't know. I think so. But yeah. Where they shrink the, or where they put black bars on the side, mm-hmm. and you get more on the top and bottom. An increased visual field. Um, and I thought that it might bother me. Yeah, me too. Uh, we grew up in the generation that had square aspects. Right, but my TV is rectang or is a is a rectangle. Yeah. You know, like a nice wide screen. But uh, I didn't. Uh, I, I got used to it. Yeah. Very fast. Yeah. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I wanted to fill up my TV. Sure. Or whatever, but it was not something that made me like, no, nope, not watching this. I guess you could zoom in if you really wanted to, but. Yeah, I would know, but I was uh, watching during one of the battle scenes. It's like when um, Steppenwolf is biting, uh, excuse me, battling the uh, Themis Garen. Oh, yeah. And you could tell if you had stretched it, it would have cut off the mountain top. Sure. Right, and so right. it's like you're just in this like gigantic You'd have missed a lot. Valley. Yeah, exactly. A lot of detail. It's too bad. Uh, maybe one day later on, we'll get like bigger, weird screen TVs. Yeah. So that it could fill up just more of a screen space. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe you know. Well, they're making out of those bendy TVs. So just, it's like uh, aspect. You just bend it in. And it's like... <laughs> or, or I guess if you're watching it on a projector, that would be kind of cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, because then you wouldn't notice. You just make the projector as big as possible and then brew. Um, if but, you have a 4K projector, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then we'd want it at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Need it. Uh, so. Uh, here we are in this four three one aspect ratio, which would grow, which grows on you, and they do a really good job with it. Um, I guess the question everybody has on their mind right now, who hasn't watched it or who watched the original and was thinking about watching this but didn't know, mm-hmm. is is it necessary? Right? Oh yeah. But it is. It is totally necessary. Uh, and I think a lot of people ask that, like, is this a necessary thing? Did we need this? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the first thing you notice right off the bat is that Zack Snyder gives you all of the context, context you need. Exactly. I mean, what he does is he takes an experienced eye and instead of um, speeding through these kind of superhuman aspects like Wonder Woman blocking, right? They show her to us in real time doing that, but maybe in other parts she slowed down, but when she actually does her attack, it's in real time or... Um, the uh, Superman scream wave, right? The scream heard, heard around the world type oh, yeah. thing. Uh, you know, it's in slow-mo, but it's so cool. And uh, like we, uh, in my house, we watch a lot of disaster stuff. So uh, we were talking about Krakatoa recently and how the sound was heard around the world a whole bunch of times. And that's what that reminded me of. And I'm like, wow, he's screaming very loudly. Well, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking about uh, that scene in itself. That's the opening scene. You get... Uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, not Dark Side, but Doomsday. Oh, Doomsday. Okay. You get Doomsday killing Superman yeah. like he did in Batman vs. Superman. So you get that very ending point. And as that's happening, he screams, and that, and you, Superman screams. They're both that dead, basically. And that, that sonic boom of scream goes around the world. Everyone hears it. Mm, that even in Atlantis, underwater, everywhere. Yeah, everyone hears it. And that awakens Steppenwolf mm-hmm. to where the mother box is. What? Yeah, because this, it, the, him being dead uh, lets the mother box know, like, hey, nobody's guarding this planet. Come and take it. Yeah, and so, uh, so again, there's your Steppenwolf. first, like, really big context of why Steppenwolf comes. Yeah. Right? The the, the Joss Whedon version, uh, 
it's obsolete now. Well, yeah, so it just kind of like makes us assume like, oh, it's a UFO. They want our resources, and uh, right, it's a, you should know. What we you're mean. supposed to assume exactly. Like a lot of the scenes make you assume Superman all of a sudden comes to help them. Right? How did they? How did Superman know where they were? Are they even a team? Do they like each other? Right. Like, There's, yeah. But like, this gives you all of the context. I mean, uh, and and. Yes, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash is still comedic effect. Yes. But not an idiot. He's not right. dumb. And he's, not a weakling. He's competent. Right. He's someone that you'd want on your team, whereas the one in the, the original Justice League, uh, I'd be like, eh. Well, I just, I wouldn't expect him to uh, necessarily have done the debris uh, say that he oh, did. Oh, that was so good. It was epic. It was... I, I love that. Uh, spoiler alert. Well, we did the spoiler alert. Yeah, we did the spoiler alert. But I mean, of course, it's, there's spoilers in this. I mean, it's just, it's hard to not go through this movie and, and not give spoilers. Yeah. But it's also hard to just, uh, it's a four-hour film, so we're not going to go through it like we have some of our previous films. Yeah. Where we're like, oh, we're going to go through each part. But no, this, no. Is, this is, it's an, this is a Greek eth- uh, epic. It really is. This is a Greek epic That's done on screen. And it, it's, not only is it like, not only is Zack Snyder throwing amazing Easter eggs in there for you, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they never feel like a wink. Right. He and, uses them. And he gives you the cultural uh, relics. Like uh, uh, when we were seeing uh, Themyscira, Hippolyta fires off an arrow to signal her that uh, war and invasion is coming. In, this, in the, excuse me, the Whedon uh, cut, uh, there is a. Uh, it's just like okay, cool. She just fires in the arrow. Yes. In this one, they tell you. And it's they, a ceremony. They give you exactly. They give you. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, uh, they give you a, a well, ceremony, like it, you said. It's the. It's it's the 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 mythology behind it. The, exactly. They give you the the for traditions the, for the arrow of Artemis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and for some reason, I thought that she was going to the Parthenon in Greece, but she's actually going to, like, a separate temple. Yes. And uh, she, like, leads into, like, uh, into a tomb, which she has the most epic... Uh, Wonder Woman has the most epic descent into that cave. It's, oh. like... It, like, squashes Laura Croft's, like, entry <laughs> into any cave. She's just like, okay, bye. Like, boom, a superhero landing. Yeah, and, and nothing... I don't ever feel like there was any part, like... Looking back at the four hours, I would think that there would be 20 minutes I'd want to cut out, but I don't think there's anything I'd want to cut out. Exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, I think that I felt, you know, every hour of this movie, don't get me wrong, it was smooth. Uh, It didn't flow as smoothly as I wanted it to, like with other movies, but... uh, but it was still great, and there was never. It may have been a lull before the anticipation and buildup of a climax, but it was never like I don't need that information or I don't want yeah. that information. I will say the only part that I ever thought, oh, it slowed down, mm-hmm. was after they awakened Superman. Exactly. That's the only part I felt like I was like, okay, this is kind of slow. But they were also giving you uh, Clark's kind of like, I don't know who I am. To, to figuring out who he is. Exactly. They really sped through that. And, and they never gave you... We, didn't, we don't get a lot of Superman in this movie. Mm-hmm. So to give you that little bit of extra is kind of nice, saying like, here, you know, Superman is an important integral part to all of this. Him going to the, the ship and having all of his suits open up. Yes. And, and like... You could see his space suit. You could see his regular Superman suit. You know, he, he saw these the really... Black suit, right? Yeah. And uh, well, what I like to... What I've been referring to it as uh, for like the past uh, 48 hours... Oh, I got a confession to make. Yeah. I watched it yesterday. 
Did you watch the whole thing? Will, yeah, Danielle was like, we're watching it. And I'm just like, oh. well, why would you do that? I had to tell you on the air because I know oh, I messed up and I wanted to. That's a be, dick move. No, I'm sorry. But uh, but seriously, for the past 24 hours, I've been referring to it immediately as uh, Gravitas. Uh, Zack Snyder brings Gravitas to all of these scenes because of the detail, because of the timing. I mean, uh, it's just... It's ridiculous. I mean, he he just completely came in here and I mean, because we're all like, oh, is it going to be it's going to be a little bit better. It's going to be like, oh, you know, we'll be talking about this and it will be a debate. No, the Snyder Cut wins. I'm sorry. There no, are- there's no debate. There's no debate yeah. at all. There, the, the context that's given the the uh, the extra scenes that's needed. I mean, I could pinpoint the scenes that were the were Zack Snyder's originals that were put in the original in Whedon's cut? Yeah, yeah. But but put into different spaces and different ways that they they did it and and it just like okay for example uh, the scene where Superman is talking to Lois Lane so Clark is talking to Lois Lane in the field yes uh, that whole scene is done wonderfully in this movie exactly and Whedon thought oh I'm just going to take this footage and recut it my own way. And, and just assume not, not that you're, like she's re- going to be married to him while he's dead. Like she kind of made him, but or he made it. her um, unfaithful. She's like, I wasn't strong. But exactly, go back and refilm the things you want to be. Well, that's what he did. He went and refilmed that scene. That's why we got the really part of the really bad mustache. Yeah, yeah. And this <laughs> this is like Zack Snyder's original thing. No mustache needed to be taken out. You know, exactly. Um, Just wait until he's available to do it without a mustache. And, and and like the fact that we know now that the reshoots that Snyder did mm. didn't even involve Henry Cavill mm-hmm. because he already filmed all of the Superman stuff he wanted to. Makes me want to go slap Joss Whedon even harder than I do yeah, because of all the stupid had, stuff that he's done in the past. Yeah, it's like finding a treasure chest and like you, like he flipped the uh, flipped all of us like a coin, you know, like out of it. It's like you had all these doubloons worth of uh, facts and scenes and sequences that you could have used. But he, to be honest, he he had some of that and he used it, but he didn't use it well. Like we're like I'm talking about with the timing. Well, the problem I think the problem like with the Wonder Woman is that DC was like. Hey, we we want you to come in and Avengerize this, right? Where Snyder had never set up an Avengers style type movie, mm-hmm. it was always supposed to be darker in tone. Yeah, it was always yeah. supposed to be a Greek epic. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Whedon was like, "I'm gonna come in here and just make it a team up movie," and and then even like, okay, the big theme of the movie is that they unite mm-hmm. the six six of them. Yeah, the six of them unite. Um, exactly. There's no, but there's no use uniting in, in, in Whedon's. In yeah. Whedon's, it's even Superman's the one who has to come in there and save the day. Or in this movie, it's like, his own volition, pretty much. Like, yeah. it's not like they invited him along or right. You know? <laughs> this time around, Superman has to one be told where to go. Yeah, which was great. I loved yes. him meeting Alfred. That was a great scene. It was so great. Uh, and two, he comes up at the right right timing. We uh-huh. need him too. And he. Uh, it's it's not just Superman coming in there and kicking Steppenwolf's butt. It's Superman plus Aquaman plus Wonder Woman. Oh, hitting them back and forth, and and Batman those combos, and Batman doing exactly what he needed to be doing, taking out the the level that he could take out. Yeah, he didn't need to go against Steppenwolf at all. No, he just he got he went out there and he started uh, killing the parademons. Nah, and and doing it right and doing it amazingly. It was fantastic. Exactly. 
Uh, and then you, you, we were talking about how that uh, whole subplot with the family on the outskirts of the town. Oh, that's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's like fantastic. Unnecessary. Yeah. Not, not needed at all. I don't need the whole family thing. And we upgraded the Flash's story. Oh, doing that. my gosh. Flash's story was just. Okay, giving us the background of Flash, the context yeah. of Flash starting out, giving kind of like not an origin story, but like who this guy is. Yeah. Same thing with Cyborg, uh-huh. giving us who he is, who he was before. The whole thing with his mom, the football playing, yeah. made everything that happens to him just feel that much uh, more... Uh, Palatable. Yeah, exactly. And and Whedon just took away... Like, okay, he took away Flash's stuff. Yeah. And, and Flash could have still worked in whatever in his story. Mm-hmm. But he took away the stuff that made Cyborg work. Exactly. Like, he just was like, oh, Cyborg's just here. Yeah. And he's just going to do this. Yeah. And that's it. Where Snyder was like, Cyborg's the heart of the film. Right. Like, without Cyborg, you don't have this story. For real. Because he's getting, he's the bearer of the mother box. Oh, my gosh. You know? he's, and, One of them. And just... The stuff, and I love that he's figuring his power out as he goes. Mm-hmm. Was so fun, and then that also stemmed into his father's arc uh-huh. now being a complete arc, not just being somebody who needed to be uh, saved. And then, oh, and then, and giving instead of his father, like you know, because I was watching yes. it when we were watching it, his father uh, hits that with the laser, hits yes. the mother box with the laser, and he, he burns up himself. Mm-hmm. And he dies, and you're sitting there going, yes. "You're sitting there going, oh no, he, he's in vain." And why did he do that? Yeah, and then all of a sudden they figure it out, and you're like, "It wasn't. In it vain. wasn't in vain. Nothing is ever. The only time that anything was in vain mm-hmm. was the temple falling into the water in Themyscira and killing all the women because it didn't actually kill because it didn't kill Steppenwolf. But that was the only thing. But that was such but an epic thing that we had because for one. The Themyscirans, it wasn't just an easy grab like in the Josh right. Whedon cut. And then afterwards, we got to show, uh, or not even afterwards, but the um, pursuit that we get is uh, preceded by them already have pretty much taking their best shot at killing Steppenwolf and showing uh, the, for one, the strength of the Themyscirans, but also, uh, excuse me, the Amazons. And then uh, Themyscirans are place, right? But they're called the Amazons. Yeah. And so... Uh, so, but also how important it was for them to protect the mother box, to create such an amazing place that was essentially a trap. Right. Oh, man. And it made it even better in this movie. Like, the whole thing falling and all that it just yes. was amazing. Yes. And that's another thing. Scenes that happened in Whedon's uh, version, so the, just, the Justice League, some people have been calling it. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Um, things that happened in that movie that we know were shot by Snyder. Mm-hmm were done even better in this film. Yeah, exactly. Everything in Russia, everything in that Russian, like, I guess, Chernobyl-type place. Yes. Everything there was just so much better. Uh, like, the the pacing, the timing of the shots. Yep. Uh, the only thing I might fault Snyder for in this film is uh, <laughs> is his musical taste. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I don't, I, hate, I don't hate everything, but like the scene where we first meet Barry Allen right. and he's saving Iris, yes. which was really nice. I love that scene. Yes, cool. Um, Very cool, aesthetically. Pleasing. The music was just like this really like old-timey, like, yeah. nice singing. and uh, It sucked the adrenaline out of the scene for me. And maybe that was the point. Maybe the point was to make it slow down and he's in love with Iris. Yeah. Like he's seen her and he's like, oh my God, I love this girl. I want to be with her. You know, and it goes to him like 
Okay. Pushing her hair out of the way as she's flying yeah. to the sky. It's a little creepy to me because they hadn't met at all yet. They're just kind of like exchanged. Yeah, plans. I mean, he's also uh, he's also just a weird, socially yeah. adept guy. And that leads guy. us into him being like, oh, I could use this hot dog that was in my hysterical. job interview. <laughs> that was hysterical, him grabbing the hot dog out of the air. <laughs> After he just said caressed her face, by the yeah, way. Yeah. It was just like so well, just kept thinking, moment there. I just kept thinking in my head. <laughs> I might be the guy who takes the hot dog and just sticks it in her mouth and goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy that takes a bite of it right before I catch her. Oh, you know, I'm like, oh. Mm, well, in my, in my head, I was like, okay, now you need to grab that bun and that, that yeah. ketchup bottle over there. I swear and, there's a mustard. Like, uh, over there, right the over there. You can grab it real quick. <laughs> this is all going pretty slow. You, you'll still save her. Just have a hot dog. Um, <laughs> you know. It's just, it was... Uh, it's the snack hole action right there. Yeah, the snack hole. <laughs> uh, he was funny, yeah. I'm a snack hole, if you will. Mm. Um, and then that gives us the uh, where the recruitment scene, where Batman comes in and recruits him, right? Which was almost exactly the same. Except for the finish. It's but the finish. I, I like that, um, for one, he throws a bat ring, and before he like takes a look at it, I feel like he looks at it in pause while he's still in, um, in speed. Yeah. And then he's like, you're the Batman? But the... Uh, showcasing of Superman's powers, where it's like, I'm rich, and it showcases off the Mercedes AMG vision. You said Superman. Excuse me. Batman. Batman's. But that Mercedes. Bruce Wayne's uh, Mercedes Benz AMG vision. Yeah, he goes, I'm rich, and then all, next thing you see is him turning everything on. I mean, it's like. Flipping it, switches. And... I, I play a lot of Need for Speed and any, any car game, any, and I just love cars all around so they give you this amazing showcase of the dash and the steering wheel and showing you the quality of this amazing beast of german engineering and then the takeoff was for one just like watching that car take off like that was great i mean a car guy yay vroom but it was exactly how the animated series would have depicted him from in like the batmobile and i'm just like Thank you so much. If I and I'm a huge professed uh, Batfleck fan. I yeah. love Batman. I love Bat- Ben Affleck's Batman. That's I'm, my, a, I'm a convert. Um, that's my thing, and I <laughs> I think and that that happened for me in Batman versus Superman. But this movie solidified it so hard, yeah. oh, like yeah. so hard. I'm like, if they don't restore the Snyder uh, the Snyder verse, yeah. I will be so upset if they don't say, maybe not even restore it, make it alter a timeline, yeah. whatever. I need a Justice League 2. Yeah. Uh, the ending, uh, okay. So the whole movie itself, we know we like it. There were so many things to oh, love about yes. it. They Snyder fixed everything that everyone wanted fixed. And mm-hmm. I there, there's no denying that this movie is 10 times better. Right. Well, I think that what happened here was you had brought up an amazing article that I think I'll let you talk about. But um, I think it's in part when the studio tries to keep you in these boundaries of this movie needs to be two hours. Right. You can. You got to cut a lot out. And but I think we we had uh, you were telling me about an article, I think, about ego. Right. We didn't. It's it really does feel this way. And especially the field scene with Superman and Lois Lane and and, and, um, uh, Martha Kent. Uh That scene there proves without a doubt that we didn't had, like I said, we didn't had to go and reshoot that scene. He had to it make was, it his own, right? And there was no reason to because right. it's it, it's not identical, but it's so close that it's like you couldn't keep that in there 
you had to go reshoot that and give us a fake must or a fake face over a mustache. Exactly. It's ego. Yes. It's it's all the it's Whedon's ego coming in saying I can't have this all be Zach's because he could have come in. Zach had a ton of the film finished. Mm-hmm. He could have come in, finished it, and and put his own stamp on it that way. But he had to make it his own. And he could have asked himself, WW. SD. <laughs> what would Snyder do? Yeah. And as opposed to what do I need to do to make my well, name eternal in the the, un- the unfortunate cinema, thing know? is that people didn't understand Man of, Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman yeah. in the theaters. Yep. So you get the ultimate cut of Batman exactly. versus Superman. That ultimate cut makes that half hour of footage added back in brings you that clarity. Gives you that clarity and makes Batman for Superman a very, I think, a very good movie. Yes. Man of Steel, misunderstood. Yep. I just think it's misunderstood. Me That's too. all. I love Man of Steel. I watched it the other day and was like, I still don't understand why people hate this. And I went into the theater, like, knowing, like, well, I got to wait for the extended cuts because the theatrical cut is never as good as the director's cut. No, and Zack Snyder's director's cuts are always better. Go watch. I know you don't like uh, the theatrical cut of Sucker Punch, but the director's cut of Sucker Punch is way better. I have to go to shop. The director's cut of Dawn of the Dead, way better. Yes. Yeah. Um, True. It's, it, you but know, it's making a case. I mean, Zack Snyder just shot... Uh, Artemis is arrow, Artemis right? <laughs> Artemis is arrow, yeah. right into the case of we need more director's cuts. Right, and and it's also this movie really just brings the the fact that we really should uh, be thinking about movies streaming as real cinema. Yes, because a lot of people look at streaming movies as just cannon fodder. Like it's here for us to just. Take and, and forget about. Yeah, a little charcuterie plate of movies. Yeah, <laughs> where if it didn't if it didn't go out to theaters, it's not quality. It's not worth it. But yeah. that's not true, especially with the Snyder cut, like, especially with the climate of what we're in right now. Right. I will if this like Snyder says he wants to do when the pandemic is kind of not dying down. I don't know how long the pandemic will go. Sure. But when more people are are able to go to the theaters and we're all uh, vaccinated and whatnot. Um, Snyder said he wants to release the Snyder Cut or the Zack Snyder Justice League to the IMAX where he originally thought it would play. Very cool. And I would, I'm 100%. Yep. I'm going to go see it. I'm gonna, it's got an intermission, so I'll know that at two hours I can go take a pee yeah. uh, and then come back. There's even uh, Junkie XL even wrote intermission music ah, very cool. for the intermission. Ah. So, you know, hopefully that makes it onto the soundtrack somewhere so we can at least hear it. If yeah, we're not get go. that vinyl, huh, buddy? Yeah, I want, the, I want that vinyl. That Junkie XL soundtrack is fantastic <laughs> in this. Um, if, if not missing a little bit of the... Yeah. For the Amazons. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 you said they used it a little bit. The they used it a little bit. Uh, when she first shows up with the lasso and she picks up the dude and she's like, well, who are you guys? Yeah. Which is another thing. Then, Context so that, for that, that scene. Exactly. I was trying to bring it up earlier and I'm just like, and that's where I was talking, where I really noticed the, um, not just the context of like, you know, leading into the bank scene, but the context of, uh, as far as like a movie making uh, critique goes, where it shows her block. And it's super fast, but then she goes to punch a dude against the wall and then bounces him in one area, catches oh, him man, and throws him against insane. the other wall. And that, yeah, exactly. The timing of that. And her, As opposed to it just essentially, I felt like Joss Whedon was like, fast forward yeah. through all these amazing details. The timing was, was done really well. And I will say this, they totally fixed Cyborg's CG issues from the first yeah. movie. 
Oh, yeah. There are a few times in this movie, I'll say this, there's a few times in the movie where I was like, the CG's a little off. For me, it was mostly the posture of uh, the cyborg more than, like, his graphics or anything. It was just like, oh, they should have maybe not hunched Oh, in the, in the first one? You know, in this one. Oh, in this but one? But the, the appearance was great, but it was just him standing in a weird way. Yeah, it's just like, weird, yeah. Whatever. He did seem weird throughout the film. So I, I, would, I can understand it's hard. I wish... If, if I could change one thing about Cyborg, it would be that he looked more like Cyborg from the comics where he had, yeah. like, uh, actually a body yes. on one side and all that. Yeah. I understood why they did it the way they did it. but And I like when he took off in one section they give him his oh, helmet. The, ma- the helmet's cool. That was yeah, so cool. the helmet's cool. I mean, I haven't read a lot of Cyborg, but what I did do remember reading in my childhood, I remember pictures of him with a silver face and, and a red right. eye. So that was really cool because I was like, what? He has a face? When I saw the movie originally. <laughs> so one thing the movie did is there's no um, there's no after credit scenes, right? So towards the end of the yeah. movie, we get the whole um, the whole boat scene with um, with Lex Luthor. Yes, which and had been released early. No, okay. we we had seen that that was an end credit scene from the first movie. Oh, okay, good. It wasn't. Yeah, no, that was an end credit scene from the first movie. Okay, good. So he goes and he checks, and it's not Lex Luthor in the cage, and Lex right. Luthor happens to be on a boat. Yep, yep. But they extended this scene. It had an actual this like that ended with Deathstroke being like. How can I help you? And then you're oh, like, you're right. Then yeah. we have something to stop. And then you're like, yeah. oh, they're starting the 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 League of Doom. Yes. You know, you're like, oh. But then giving us more context again. Yeah. Uh, Joe Joe Mangiliano. Yeah. Um, right. Good guy. <laughs> who plays Deathstroke in this movie? Who needs to play Deathstroke again? Desperately needs to play Deathstroke. Oh yeah. So good. Awesome. Uh, he com- looks amazing. He looks the part. Oh, he looks. The and part. it's like they just ripped him right into the comic book page and just was like, Whoop. they're now like. For a while there, uh, for me, Titans, if you've not watched Titans on HBO Max, you need to. Deathstroke in that is season two is fantastic, and he does such a good job, so it's going to be really hard to top him because mm. he's really good. But Joe, I think Joe can do it. Like but, Joe, to be seen. but Joe coming in there and they're giving him extended scene where he gets to talk to Lex about how they want to kill Batman. Yes. And you find out that there's some history there between him and Batman, and he's like, oh, and he goes, wait, I know what's going to make the deal sweeter. <laughs> Batman's name is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And, and Deathstroke's like, now we have something to celebrate. Yes. Um, and then that should have been the end of the movie, but they don't mm-hmm. end it there. So previously, the movie uh, actually, Death, uh, what's his name? Deathstroke. Uh, not Deathstroke, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dark Side. Oh, okay. So Steppenwolf actually su- succeeds in uniting the mother box mm. and everybody starts to die and uh, that kind of started to happen and yeah everyone starts to die and flash before the pulse of stuff oh, hits him yeah flash decides break i'm gonna i'm gonna break my rule of going faster than light and goes back in time yeah and he's able to go back in time to stop it from happening and give cyborg the supercharge he needs yes so, which we saw in the other uh, resurrection of Superman now, too, right? Which is a little clue that we didn't get with the Whedon, cat. right? And we also got the fact that we already know that he can go back in time because the box went back in time a little bit, yes, in that scene where he supercharged Cyborg, yeah. So, to uh, resurrect Superman. to resurrect Superman. So, this is just amazing in, in general because it sets up. One, I thought I thought that scene was only to set up the fact that Flashpoint will happen, yeah, but the fact that they used it at the end of this movie was amazing. Also leading into the Flash's ending scene, uh-huh. which was uh, Flash disappearing. Yeah. 
where he was going back in time. That's the, that's probably going to be the start of it was, Flashpoint. It was so hard for me to to watch this, and you would be like, oh, this thing right here. And I'd be like, yeah, but uh, uh, nothing. I haven't seen this movie before. <laughs> and I owe you a huge apology. I'm sorry. can't believe you would do that, especially for the show. You should have just told me I'm watching it tonight, and I would have watched it in the morning when I got up. I imagined this conversation happening, but yeah, true, true. You could have just said, hey, man. I wanted to come watch Daniel it on Lewis. this theater, okay. because All right. you have the great Atmos sound. You and it did sound really good, TV. didn't it? It did. I it mean, looked good. I, I had to pause my TV yesterday to finish setting up my sound system. <laughs> and you know, like when things ruin the continuity or whatever uh-huh. for you, it's just like, like, hey, but I saw the movie, but like, oh man, I really didn't like sit down and watch. So this is, this we is, sat down and, and so I was kind of getting annoyed with you because you got on your phone a few times and I was just like, why well, is I was taking it? notes. I was okay. taking uh, notes comparing right. what, what I saw yesterday yeah. and be like, yeah, that was something I loved. Um, I wanted to say something about. I did love giving extra time to J.K. Simmons <laughs> as, um, as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. I did love that. I thought he'd be too busy chasing down Spider-Man. Now <laughs> you know, giving out his identity. But. Uh, and then and then, then giving us uh, Martian Manhunter. Yes, that was John great. Jones, man. And I swear it's the same voice it's, from but uh, it's not because it's, it's not because it's the dude who, the, the guy, the general, the general from Batman versus Superman, who we see in the hallway oh. where he's like, the world needs you too, Lois. Yes. So Lois is the key. Okay. I did love that. That yeah. was great. That was immediately as soon as as soon as um, Batman was telling who was he telling? He was telling Cyborg or which Aquaman part? which part uh, about how he had that dream, how he had the dream where Barry came to him. Yeah. So now I might have been saying Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm wondering, like, am I confusing this with the week? No. Uh, was, uh, Justice totally, no, League. But he's I'm yeah. trying to use that moniker now. So he's so he's like, <laughs> I had this dream and, and Barry came to me and said, Lois is the key. And uh that was really nice, especially yeah. since Lois was the key to wake Superman from his yeah. from him being, you know, murder machine. And 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 that was a great thing too, because we you know, Lois is the key, and then you know, in the uh, Justice League, we had it. It was just like, oh, pull out the big gun. Yeah. And it's like Lois Lane shows up, but in this movie, she's been mourning his death all yeah. the time. She's been wearing the wedding ring. She's so much better she's in this movie so too. Much so much better in this movie. And yeah, so she's she just well, she kind of just happens to be there, but it's because she's been still been involved technically with his life. Right. In, in she saw after. him fly out of the the ship yeah but she's been visiting that gravesite right. every day since he passed. right and and then after she had that conversation with john jones the martian yeah. manhunter who was actually dressed or uh, disguised as martha yeah so you don't know martian manhunter's powers he can um shape shift into other people but he can also turn invisible he can fly he's got super strength yep. not as strength as superman but a lot, a lot of the same kind of powers. Darn strong, yeah. Um, it was really cool seeing Martian Manhunter. I think they did a really good job with Mar- Martian Manhunter's um, CG. Yeah, I uh, really actually, uh, I kind of felt like Supergirl might have done a better, a better job on that part, but it was still good. Well, Supergirl makes it a little more uh, authentic to the cartoons yeah. or the, the comics, uh-huh. but I thought they did a good job for matching yeah. matching the, the world. Oh, the aesthetic of what? Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, I did love him coming to Bruce at the end and being like, "I want to be part of your Justice League." Yeah, and Bruce being like, "What? Okay, cool. Okay, see you. Uh, <laughs> bye, devil. <laughs> okay, bye, devil." Okay. <laughs> um, and and then um, 
And then we get the nightmare scene. Yeah. So this is, at first I thought, and this is how I thought it was going to happen. So Barry went back in time to save, to save them from the world destroying. I, in my head, thought this uh, created two timelines like Flashpoint does. Flashpoint creates an alternate yes, timeline. Yes. But instead, what we got, the nightmare scene, is a future that could happen. Right. And so... It's uh, not impossible yet. Right. So you've got this futuristic Barry Allen with this cool suit. You know, Flash has this really cool suit. By the way, notice that they never call him the Flash. True. His name is never the Flash. So Barry, in, always Barry. in a pretty recent, like last year before the pandemic happened, uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover with Flash... Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but I'm going to because it hey, goes they, to they, this. they heard the disclaimer. But I'm talking to you. Oh, because you're watching. Oh, la, 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 guys, no, you all listen. I will. You need I'm to know just this. <laughs> There's a scene in it. There's an Easter egg scene. Uh, like, it's not really an Easter egg because it happens. There's a scene where all the worlds are kind of colliding with each other. Yes, yeah. And Barry talks to Ezra Miller's Flash. Yeah. And he goes, who are you? He's, I'm the Flash. Yeah. I'm you. And he's like, the Flash? It's a really good name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot okay, about you've that. Seen that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So there's that scene, and it's just like I wonder if they're going to. Talking about like I'm thinking about like the Red Specter or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. yeah. So I'm really glad that the the Flash was really it's cool, but um, yeah, they never called him the Flash in this, and I never realized that they didn't oh, do it in the original one either. So cool. And I, I never realized that until uh, uh rec- or not recently until I saw that, and I was like, why does he not know that he's the Flash? We gotta name these moments where we're like where where us talking makes the uh, the series that much better for yeah. us. Uh, yeah, we gotta name that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Listeners, y'all come up with suggestions. It's it's fun. So, um, anyway, they're they're in the future. They're in this nightmare where everything where where basically Darkseid has taken over Earth. Uh-huh. And uh, you see them walking the highway. It's like this desert area. Batman's in his like trench coat with mm-hmm. the with the goggles, and you've got uh, Mera, who because Aquaman's dead, we know something happened to Aquaman because Darkseid or Superman yeah. did something to him. Superman's evil. I think it, it, they're actually talking about Superman showing up, so I believe it's Superman that kills Aquaman. Yeah, so my, my question is, where is that leading? I'm really excited oh, yeah. if they do it Justice League 2. You talk about Harley Quinn. Um, oh, man. So oh. you've got Mera, you've got Flash, you've got Cyborg, Batman, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Wonder Woman. And, huh? Wonder Woman. Did you say that already? Sorry. Was Wonder Woman there with him? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you have Joker. Yeah. So you've got Jared Leto's Joker in full-on crazy Joker mode with the long green hair. He's got the cake pancake uh, makeup. He's got the red lips. Bloody teeth. Bloody teeth. He's just... He's just post-curb check. And he is <laughs> insane. Like, he's crazy, you can tell. Yeah. And that's what we wanted the whole damn time. I, David Iyer, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I feel like he could have been a little crazier, but you're more, way more familiar with this part of the storyline than I am. He so just needs... I didn't know that he had long hair at this point. Look, and so, you know, I, I, again, I'm still, and it's kind of like the Harley Quinn thing for me, I'm still stuck on the purple suit. Sure, and you want the that. accurate, and, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Where this is... But this is later in the story when he doesn't have that. Sure, stuff, and, and everything's happened to him, right? Like, yeah. all these things have happened to him. And so... Joker pops up and he's like, "Well, Batman likes to watch people die in his arms." Mm-hmm. He's like, "You watched, uh, or your his, or no, um, you know what it's like to lose someone." Mara said, 
you don't know what it's like. Yeah. And, he, and then Joker's like, well, doesn't he? He lost his mother, his father, and, and almost his son, almost his adopted son. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're don't well, or watch the next things that come out of your mouth. Yeah. And he's like, that's not very, yeah, that's not very careful. Yeah. And uh, no, not at all. Yeah, as Joker style, he's just like, okay, let's just stomp on this edge here. And him saying, like, <laughs> how could you let the boy Wonder come in and do what you should have been doing? Yeah. And he goes, that's funny you say that, me watching people die in my arms. Because I held Harley Quinn in my arms as she died, and she made me promise that when I kill you, and don't get me wrong, I will fucking kill you. Yeah. Oh, him just dropping the F-bomb. Perfect. Perfection. That's another thing we had to bring back. Yeah, right? Perfection and dropping Perfection that. and him saying, him saying, but when, and don't get me wrong, I will, can kill can you. I say it? Can I just say no. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to believe anything. I will, can kill you. And then, kill you. and then him saying, she wants me to kill you slowly. Yes. It was such a beautiful moment. Chills. His hand even shakes in fear. Yes. And, and Joker's like, you know, I, I always misjudge you, but you won't. You need me. You know, ah, I love that you need you me. You almost got me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then his uh, absolutely love the misdirection from the trailers. Oh, yes. Because the trailers have him say, in a society, we not yeah. even happening in this cut. Yeah. Which also leads us to believe that the black and white cut that's supposed to happen hmm. will be different scenes. We'll have different details. Which would be kind of cool. Yeah. Would be cool to have something different to watch. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in for this movie, man. Yeah, well, yeah, totally. I mean, and in the age of binging, where we're going to be watching TV for hours on end or whatever, hey, go ahead. Go ahead and give me the four-hour movie. You know what? I'll pause it when I need it to be paused. And the chapters. The chapters were perfect. Yeah. Uh, the chapter Oh, uh, no, no. They're, no, they're less they're because they're less. six and it's four hours. But the, <laughs> but the chapters worked perfectly that if I needed to pause or if I needed to take a day to go do something. Yeah, you go. I could come back and be like, okay, back to the chapter. I'm not missing anything. Hopefully that's like multiple intermissions then. Because those pee breaks are actually kind of far apart. <laughs> yeah, the pee breaks are far apart. <laughs> There's not a lot you want to miss. Right. Like the, I would say the only run and go pee moment is on the farm. So that is the future of theaters. They just have a little <laughs> catheter that can never ew, see. Ew, <laughs> That's the future of home theaters. You stay at home so you can pee whenever you want. All right. You know, <laughs> you, all right. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Direct, directed by Zack Snyder, obviously. 300, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of the Dead, Sucker Punch. Bunch of movies. Ben Affleck, who plays Bruce Wayne, Batman. What's What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at you. Ew! It's gross. <laughs> it is gross, but it's hilarious. Ben Affleck, who plays Bruce Wayne and Batman, you know him from Daredevil, Goodwill Hunting, Dogma, a bunch yes. of other movies. Um, he was the bomb and Phantoms. He was the bomb and Phantoms, yo. Yeah, exactly. Got Gal Gadot, who played Diana Prince in Wonder or slash Wonder Woman. She's from the Fast and Furious films. Obviously, the Wonder Woman films. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you got Henry Cavill as Clark Kent, Superman, for Mission Impossible Fallout. He was the Witcher and the Witcher. Uh, he's done a bunch of other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry, Aquaman, Game of Thrones, a bunch of television series like The Frontier and C, uh, which he is still starring in now on Apple TV. Uh, Ezra Miller. Barry Allen, The Flash, from Fantastic Beasts, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Ray Fisher, who plays Victor Stone, Cyborg. 
He's uh, the only real other what thing. Win, what an amazing exit, by the way. Oh, from, from Hollywood? Yeah, exactly. I hope that after this, people are like, he was really good. We're going to cast him in other things. I, I, I expect that's what's going to happen because um, he is amazing. He was great. He was great in this film. He was the whole heart. Uh, but True Detective season three is the only other real thing on his uh, resume. Ah. Amy Adams, Lois Lane. She's also, uh, she's from Sharp Objects, Arrival, Enchanted. She's going to be in Disenchanted. Jeremy Irons, who plays Alfred. Yeah. Um, big things like The Lion King and The Man in the Iron Mask. Um, Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. Uh, Willem Dafoe makes a, a small cameo as oh, Volko. I was so happy when I That was him. great to have him back in oh, there. Totally. Um, it, does leave, it does leave some uh, kind of plot holes for Aquaman. Yeah, but... But I'm going to have to go back and watch it and see if I just can't piece that together. I don't feel like he there's any... Um, Might not be. Because it's just talking about his brother trying to take the throne. Yeah, that's true. And so it's it just leads right Well, they do the they movie. do call him King Volko. Yeah. Or not King Volko, I'm sorry, King um, or- Orem. But, uh, well, I believe they do because he's, like, already starting a coup. And so, he's, and so they already start to, because they're, they're yeah. afraid of him. Yeah. And so it leads into the other movie, but that's where we get into the uh, Restore the Snyderverse. Maybe he can give us a little, little few little scenes in his other movies. Yeah. What um, happened in between the scenes. Yeah. Um, Diane Lane as back as Martha Kent. Uh, Connie Nielsen as Queen uh, Hippolyta. Uh, Hippolyta. Hippolyta, thank you. Wow, my brain was not catching that. J.K. Simmons as Gordon, Commissioner Gordon. Um, Stearon Hins as Steppenwolf's voice. Oh, they brought in Ryan Choi. Oh, uh, yeah. Ryan Choi is a cool, you know, cool little Easter egg there in itself as he is one of the, um, uh, uh, the Adams. Uh-huh. So that's exciting. Uh, Ryan Zeng playing him. Uh, let's, oh, gosh, there's, uh, I'm just trying to go through this. It's like Amber Heard came back as Mara. Um, Joe Morton <laughs> from Terminator 2 who creates the, uh, this, uh, the uh, he's the head of Cyberdyne, essentially. Yeah, and uh, creates so, the Terminators. Yeah, so he creates Terminators, and he is uh, plays Victor Stone's father, Silas Stone. So that was fun. Um, golly, going through this, just trying to remember all the people who played their their characters. Uh, but oh, David uh, David Thewlis, uh came back and played. Um, Aries again. Yes. From the from the original. I was so happy to see him de Woman and put on to yes. a gigantic, uh, you know, Herculean type body. And then we got to see Zeus. Zeus was called. Oh, that was and cool. And a lantern. Oh, the Green Lantern was oh, fantastic. That whole scene. And that's where we would have uh, would have replaced completely uh, Steppenwolf in the original movie in that scene. Because that's not who came to, to battle during that time. It was actually Darkseid. Right. And Darkseid playing, played by Ray Porter. Mm-hmm. Who did a fantastic job for the small parts he had? Kiersey Clemens coming back or coming in to play Iris West, who is coming back to play Iris in Flashpoint, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Very cool to have that uh, connect there. Um, it, it just all flowed so well together. The four hours for me felt like nothing. It was four hours for sure. It was definitely four hours, yeah. but it also it it flew through it. Entertaining to the max. I don't want any details cut out. But my brain and body felt it afterwards. Right. And I do have to put out my probably still one of my favorite scenes in the movie that wasn't an action scene or anything like that was uh, as Aquaman, the, one of the first scenes of the movie is Aquaman's leaving. Yeah. And the Icelandic women are singing oh, yeah. their, their song for him as they're leaving. Yeah. But then also Aquaman leaving that bridge and drinking the 
the alcohol. Yeah, so that's the only part uh, where I'm like, you know what? We may have won that little sequence there. Uh, and uh, don't get me wrong, do I agree with any of his, uh, you know, our world behaviors? Of course not. But uh, where he's had, he's, you know, Aquaman's walking down the dock and the white stripes is blaring. He jumps into the water. That's right. And it is the white stripes. Into the, yep. uh, I forget that it was the white stripes until you brought that up. Yeah. It's in my head. And it's, yep. and it's just so freaking cool. And it kind of goes with the dude chugging a bunch of whiskey yeah. as opposed to some Look, slow dramatic. Zack Snyder likes his those uh, don't get okay. me wrong I'm there I he could have done the blaring siren thing that he did okay. that's more Christopher Nolan credits hit yeah credits hit and all of a sudden you hear Zack Snyder's favorite damn song yep. Hallelujah yep. now it's not Leonard Cohen it's some nice beautiful uh, yeah. instrumental version thank goodness but then a woman starts singing and you're just kind of like he just <laughs> he, couldn't he, he couldn't, had to he had to he couldn't <laughs> <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't do without putting hallelujah in there. He just couldn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like me. If I ever make a movie, I'm probably going to put, like, the used in there somewhere. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It'll be an acoustic version of the song. It'll be a song I had produced myself or whatever. But it's just, I, like, you know, like, I caught fire, like, Taste of Ink. Like, those will probably be in there somewhere. Or some character will be like, I just have a box of chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You never know what you're gonna get. Uh, <laughs> I used to misquote uh, the lyrics way when I was when he was younger. He, when he, he thought that it was a box of chocolates instead of box of sharp, sharp objects. Not that our listeners are gonna care. They're gonna be like, Dustin's gonna be the only one being like, I knew it was uh, a box of sharp objects. He was there when I used to miss sing it. Yeah. Like, not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you know, what we're not gonna lie about what our sponsor. That's right. All right, passengers, here we are to the B-Day and news. Mm-hmm. We love our celebrity birthdays. We sure do. I say it all the time, but I really do enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do when we hit our year and we're like, we've already done these celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll have to talk about whatever they've done later. Or, or we'll just go through it really fast and we'll put in like a new segment. Yeah. Oh, maybe coupon. We'll see. Coupon, baby. Whatever we can slip it in, that's where we're going to put that. The only ones that agree with the blood sucking lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, March 21st, we have Scott Eastwood's birthday. Scott Eastwood being the son of Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. And actually a pretty good actor who uh, I enjoy. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think he's as good as his father. Anyway. No, 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 you no, know, no. I, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's like the man. Yes, exactly. So, But he's, uh, he's growing on me slowly. But uh, yeah, he's cool. He's good. all right. Uh, Gary freaking old. Oh, the man, the myth, the legend. Dracula. Every John Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Every like, time that that Gold Oldman Goldman. Goldman <laughs> every time that Gary Oldman plays a character, I'm gonna watch it. Exactly. He's he's part of the reason I love uh, the fifth Harry Potter movie. Yep. I'm a huge yep. fan of of uh, uh, of Sirius Black. Yeah, exactly. So like, oh, just Gary Oldman's awesome. Oh, exactly. I mean. Uh, the Fifth Element. Oh yeah, well that's why. Yeah, John um, Baptiste Emmanuel was he like, was he's, he's bad yeah. guy in uh, Lost in Space. He was. Yeah, he was the uncle or yeah. whatever. Yeah, he like, also played Commissioner and, Gordon. Yep. Like and he, he can go. He has the range of pro. Like, oh, literally, he's pro. like oh, he's yeah. this. He's the one of those standards um, in my book of an for, actor. for all of y'all theater geeks out there. Uh, the play or the movie he did based on the Hamlet characters. Yeah. Oh God, I can't think of their names right now. So every theater geek can make fun of me for not yeah. remembering. That's on Goldstein and I can't remember. Anyway, great movie. Uh, Matthew Broderick. Oh, Ferris. You know, it's so weird because I thought that you would see him more now. Yeah. 
Um, but his old stuff I love. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Cable Guy. Ca- cable Guy? Yeah. Um, Godzilla. The first one. But not that first one. Excuse me. The one. In Do my- we like Godzilla? I, I mean, for when it came out, and it was like, I mean, it's terrible graphics and all that stuff. But when it came out, it was all we had. I don't, <laughs> I don't hate Godzilla. I don't hate the Americanized Godzilla. People, sure. uh, people call it something else. I can't remember. They don't even consider it Godzilla. They consider it like a uh, Godzilla-like character. I mean, they, they call it Gogeta. I mean, it's pretty... Anyway. Anyways, it's not the best Godzilla movie. I'll give you that. Soundtrack's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The soundtrack was amazing. Yeah. Uh, the Wallflowers doing uh, yeah. Wicked the Heroes. Yeah, back when people still played instruments. <laughs> uh, was Matthew Broderick in the Stepford Wives as well? You know, I can't remember. The remake? Uh, maybe, but I, I can't remember. I think I kind of enjoyed that. Anyway, March 23rd, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah, great actress. Oh, totally. Um, doesn't do... Well, I guess she does more TV shows now. Well, I loved her in Fear with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, my gosh. Holy well, I remember on the roller coaster scene. Yeah, yeah, but also just him being a crazy... Oh, boyfriend. she was great in that movie. But, yo, she was amazing. Yeah, I mean... Uh, she she played the suburbanite extremely well. Yes, the, the sheltered suburbanite yeah. extremely well. Well, she's also and then you know I love uh, her as Elle Woods in um, is that Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Okay, she's really fun in Legally Blonde. Uh, most of her movies are enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, I'd say most of her movies are enjoyable. Uh, William Shatner. He's, he's There's something on the wing. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. And uh, there's that. Uh, so not cop out. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Showtime, where he pops up and he helps uh, Rob De Niro and Eddie Murphy kind of be oh. better TV time cops, just for like a, like when they first start the show or whatever. And uh, he shows up. I love that. And you know, he's he's obviously in Star Trek. I'm not a huge uh, you know consumer I mean, of Star Trek, but it's he's awesome. he's good. He's he's a good uh, yeah. Captain Kurt. Oh, totally. I mean, don't, I just haven't sat down and like watched any of that stuff since. The I mean, it's next cheesy as hell. You know, you're not gonna. You're probably not going to watch the first few uh, seasons, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, like, go to the movies, Generations, and, and oh, where he shows up in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Shat. <laughs> <laughs> March 24th, we have Carrie Russell. Hey, is that Felicity? Felicity. Felicity. Yeah. Carrie Russell's Felicity. Yeah. Um, an actress who pops up and stuff, and I, I enjoy her again. She's, she's a good actress. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Chastain. What a waste. You haven't seen it yet. Dark Phoenix? Did you see Dark yeah, Phoenix? Yes. Okay, Dark what Phoenix. a waste in Dark Phoenix. Hold on now. She was a waste in that movie. I, oh, wait a minute. Her, yeah, she's the villain. Sorry. She's the villain. Um, she's the alien character. She's just the person that's like, I'll show you how to use your powers, but, but I really want them. Jessica Chastain's you know, an amazing, over she's she's an amazing actress. Yeah. And to have her be like, can you imagine a director being like, Okay, Jessica Chastain, we want you to have no emotions whatsoever. <laughs> well, she's a, she's an alien. They're not accustomed oh, to bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. I liked the it was bad. Dark Phoenix was it bad. It was better than X-Men 3. No. Phoenix, it was on the same Dark par. Phoenix? On the same par. No. Same par. Okay, graphics. Take away graphics. Movie as a whole. They're both the same. It's a terrible movie. I, I, I love watching like Magneto rip that subway out of the ground. That part was good. There were so parts that were amazing. good, but there yeah, were also parts. parts that were good in the and last stand. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which is why I would still watch oh, it. Gosh. But I won't say it's amazing. Moving on. Yeah. 
<laughs> Allison Hannigan. Yeah, who Willow. plays Willow and ba- uh, Buffy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, of course, uh, How I Met Your Mother. She's yeah. fantastic. And America in that. Pie. America Pie. She gave us the uh, flute scene. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the. It's anytime someone movie. says, uh, <laughs> what is it? One time. Whenever someone says one time, one I always time think, hey, camp. Camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they gave us the uh, the pie scene, but I'm really glad they didn't give us the flute scene. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no, please, God. Don't tell me that exists. No, no, they did not give us No, they did not. They did not. Uh, <laughs> after Alex, Allison Hannigan, we have Lake Bell, who was fantastic in uh, Death, De- uh, Death Note? Not Death Note. Duh. No, I don't know. Oh my God, my brain went told about Quentin Tarantino, Kurt Russell. It's about a car, the dude in the car, and they beat him, the, all the girls beat him up. Death Proof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Proof. It's like my favorite Tarantino movie, and I couldn't think oh. of it. Um, Lake Bell's in that, but Lake Bell also plays the voice of Poison Ivy in the Harley Quinn TV series, and she's fantastic oh. as that. Um, Arlie Ermy. Oh, man. Arlie Ermy is a legend. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Arlie Ermy. I met him once. Uh, when I went and saw the um, the uh, the I, I was at the premiere of Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Oh, and when they did it in Insane Asylum, me and Dustin and maybe Kenna was there. Yeah, actually, I remember being upset. I couldn't go to that. The guy invited you, and then yeah, you couldn't he did. come. I couldn't come. I was like grounded. Like also the time that I invited you to come see <laughs> Michael McRomance for a dollar, and you got grounded. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Arlie Ermy also not just Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but his own history channel TV show where he went around and he, he did like civil war stuff, like went around and checked yeah. out stuff. Also, uh, friggin' you can't not mention, um, the army movie he did. Oh, full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. I mean, he's the, he like, literally was, um, like his kind of a role from his life. Cause he was a drill. Sergeant, yes, exactly. Right? And so, but also just like in saving Silverman, right? Oh <laughs> my God. It's the perfect crime. You're waiting for birds. You can do anything. You set your mind. To. Oh, I love that so much. Arlie Army's a legend. Really? He legend. Is. Uh, March 25th, we have Lee Pace. Uh, Lee Pace is another good actor. Yeah. Uh, he had pushing daisies. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Where he had the ability to touch person, you know what? And I've they been would told die a million or, times to watch that. And I still have. It's really good. Uh, but he's Ronan, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ronan uh, also. Um, uh, he's the Elfin King in the Hobbit. Thranduil. Yeah, I don't know. The yeah, Thran Thranduil, Thranduil, something like I that. I don't really care for the Hobbit movies. I, I like it, but I, you know, you watch them once, and it's like, I'm man, not, that was a lot of yeah. hours. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings yeah, uh, Hobbit person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in the Randall Graves camp of Lord of the Rings. Exactly. It's it's a staple in our culture, but uh, once it's stapled, you know, I appreciate it's, it. It's all good. It's beautiful. It out. deserves Oscars. It was yeah. really that good. I don't have to watch it again. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to. Yeah. Uh, Elton John. Ooh, another legend. Oh, I gotta love Elton oh, John. Oh man, and I love the movie uh, Rocket Man. So good. Love Elton John. Oh. Sad that I missed Elton John's uh, last concerts. Yes. Really oh. sad. Prices are ridiculous. Elton oh, John. Yeah. Jenny Slate, who is yeah. a fantastic actress. She's in uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. She's Ralph- John Ralphio's uh, sister. Yep. Give me money, please. <laughs> <laughs> and she's in Venom. She's the doctor that... She's the doctor uh, in Venom. <laughs> Dr. Dora Skirt. I'm oh, sad that they killed her. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It would have been cool if she would have became a she-venom. Yeah, right. Yeah. Although Michelle Williams, she, she met him was pretty awesome. Well, not like she could have been a uh, 
One of the temporary one of the, Exactly. Or just a host would be cool. Yeah. She could have played any of those other characters. Cool. I think Jenny Slate's a good actress. Uh, also, uh, just love her voice acting as well. Oh, she yeah. does cartoons and whatnot. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Wow. Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker's birthdays are, are within four days of each other. Wow. That's cool. I mean, Fonny and I are within three three days of each other, oh. two days of each other. So, um, but just Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, I'm not really a huge fan. Yeah. Um, but we're not our demographic. Yeah. Maybe not. Sex in the City, I hear is good. Maybe one day I'll give it a watch. Mm-hmm. I used to watch it like a long time ago when I was forced to and... Uh... <laughs> I'll only do it again if I'm forced to. So. <laughs> uh, but I did like her in Flight of the Navigator. Kim Cattrall was hilarious. So. I've heard she's good. She's not coming because Sandra or something. She's not coming back for the sequel series. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she wants so, to leave it where we left maybe it. Maybe you know in the past. <laughs> in the past, in the past, exactly where it belongs. Not like Sarah Jessica Parker's doing anything. She just wants to. Which is why that show's being made or whatever. Kickstart her career again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not again, I'm just not a big fan, but uh, I did like her in Flight of the Navigator and I loved her in Hocus Pocus and I can't wait to see oh her in Hocus gosh, Pocus. Too. Yes, the Sanderson so, sister. Uh, March 26th, we have Kira Knightley, who used to be like one of my big crushes in Hollywood. Who didn't? Right. Uh, I love yeah. Kira Knightley. I would I would go as far to say that, that there's a lot of females out there that have crushes on Kira Knightley, not just probably, males. Probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, Leslie Mann, I love Leslie Mann as an actress. She's really funny. Yeah. She does a great job. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, Amy Smart. You don't really see her anymore, but... Oh, sorry. Crank and Eurotrip. But it's been a while. Road trip. Road trip. But it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. She's in Crank and Crank 2. Just Friends. Oh, yeah. Just Friends is still so funny. And the butterfly effect. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I used your catchphrase there. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, And then Martin Short, who... Is not really big anymore, but More when short. we were kids, <laughs> when we were kids, he was huge. Yeah, he's a very big star. Yeah, he's a, exactly. He was huge. Uh, I, did, I loved him in um, Father of the Bride as yeah. the yes, uh, one of the wedding planners. And it was there was Clifford, right? Yes, Clifford. That was hilarious. Not the big red dog. No, no, yeah, he's just a <laughs> kind of a problem child. Yes, an adult dressed up as a child. Yes, that was hilarious. And then there's like the three amigos. Yes, of course, of course. And uh, he had a stand up. Somewhat recently. I mean, it was uh, probably like well, in the last five years. Wasn't it him and... Um, uh, like Steve Martin? Steve Martin. Yeah. They had a comedy yeah. special. It was wonderful. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, they're, they're, they could do things together for the rest of their life and, yeah. and we'd and be we'll happy. Yeah, totally. exactly. Give me another three amigos. I'd watch that. Oh, one. yeah. <laughs> um, March 27th, we have Nathan Fillion, who oh, is our captain. That's right. Captain Malcolm. Captain Mal. Oh, man. Uh, also, he just would have made a really... Like, in the younger years... He would have made a really good, uh, un- like the movie Uncharted, like the video games. Oh yeah, he would have yeah. Been good Nathan Drake. Also, uh, he would have been a great Hal Jordan for uh, Ooh, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. He does play the voice of Hal Jordan in one of the uh, movies, That's the cartoon movies. Sweet. Uh, I love him in San Clarita Diet. He's hilarious. I never got to that. Got to. I like it. Um, Quentin Tarantino. <sighs> Another legend. Another legend. I think I've he's pretty much seen every single movie except maybe two that I just didn't realize that I had missed out on. I've seen all of the ones he's directed. I may not have seen everything he's written, but I enjoy it when he shows up on screen as well. Yeah, when exactly. he plays a character. Yes. Uh, he's usually pretty fun in this character. I loved him in uh, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn, exactly. He's just a crazy mofo. Yeah, he plays the brother, right? He's the brother of. Um... Of Clooney. Clooney, yeah. Yeah, that uh, in um, Pulp Fiction. 
he's like the friend that helps him out at the end after they uh-huh. accidentally pop the hostage. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. He just he does a good job. I I I'm look forward to more movies from him. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Carey. I don't really know why I put Mariah Carey in here, but it's Mariah Carey. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, she's like one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Yes. Um, All I want for Christmas is you. But I do, I do love David Levy or Dan. Sorry, Dan Levy's. Dan Levy's love for her. Like he oh, used okay. her a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, in, Schitt's, in Creek. Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Which I do love Schitt's Creek. If you not watch Passengers, if Schitt's Creek is fantastic. If you haven't watched it, you've been doing a disservice to yourself during this pandemic. Yes. <laughs> uh, March 28th, last, last day. Lady Gaga. I put Mariah Carey on there. I put Lady Gaga on there. Um, I did really enjoy my watch of um, A Star is Born. I'll never watch it again. Oh, I never saw it. I mean, I need to watch it once, I know, because it won some awards. But... Depressing AF. Yeah, okay. But the music's fantastic. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> the music is fantastic. Depressing AF. Um, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Mark just found out that the dude's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was tall. I didn't know he was six and a half. That's crazy. Vince Vaughn, who, who everyone knows really for his comedy, right? Wedding Crashers and, and uh, Dodgeball and movies like that. Yeah, but Swingers also. But Swingers and uh, the remake of Psycho, where he plays Norman Bates. Oh, yeah. I don't particularly think that movie's amazing, but I think Vince Vaughn did such a good job as Norman Bates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then... Um, Recently, he's just been doing weird stuff. Like, he just did that movie Freaky. We got to watch that. That's the one yes. where he's the serial killer, and then he switches bodies with the girl. Uh, gosh, they did the, the same people who did another movie made Happy that. Death Day. There you go. And I really liked the... Actually, I think I even liked the sequel, which was crazy. I heard they're both great. And they, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that movie. It's one of those movies you really got to be in the mood for, I think. But it's really good. I've got all three of them queued up on my Plex. So I I do want to watch them. You were definitely going to love the first one I got after that. Uh, Julia Stiles. Wow. Uh, Stay the last dance. Yeah. And um, (laughs) Stay the last dance. Oh. uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Ten Things I Hate About You, which is her classic. Oh, Um, man. The Jason Bourne or the Bourne Identity movies. That's right. And then she's uh, in... uh, Silver Lining. She's like the the wife. Silver Lining's playbook. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. She disappeared too. I heard she got like a real world job. Good for her. I mean, we're all trying to get where she's at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after Julia Stiles, we have Nick Frost, who uh, has made us laugh in so many things. Oh, totally. But let's talk about the Cornetto trilogy. You've got uh, World's End. Yep. You've got Hot Fuzz. Yep. And you've got Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Oh, fantastic! Oh, movies. they're amazing. Reverse that, and that's how good they are in order. It's pretty much. I mean, uh, Paul also. Uh, Paul, fan the aliens. Yeah, exactly. Fan boys. He just recently had a TV series that got canceled, which I was sad because I didn't oh, want to watch man. it. Him and um, him and Simon Pegg were in it. What? Yeah, but it's somebody's. That's bad man. Well, I think it's <laughs> bad television channel to have it on. People oh. just didn't watch it on that channel. Uh, again, bad management. Uh, oh, Nick Frost also played Santa in a Doctor Who episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like the real Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brett Ratner, director. Uh, directed the... Um, help me out here, Mike. Dragon, X-Men Last Stand. Yes, that's right. Enough. He's the one who gave us <laughs> Last Stand. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. But he, he redeems himself with uh, Red Dragon. Red Dragon's pretty good. Uh, didn't he do... That was way before. Didn't he right? do some really old movies, yeah. too? 
Um, yeah, I mean, Rush Hour, but I mean, you're not really old, right? Or not saying Rush Hour, not really old. I'm sorry, but okay, like he did cool. some older films like Rush Hour. Did he do Lethal Weapons? Uh, I don't think so. No, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't anyway, so. no, he didn't. Um, an all right director does uh, stuff that I just think is fun. Yeah, nothing that I think is meaningful. It's fun. Uh, actually, uh, the Family Man. That is one that I have oh, to say. Oh, you do love that movie. I love that movie. I hey, have to say. They're not, they can't all be turds. It's true. Exactly. Not that, them all, you can't lose them Not all. that Rush Hour is a turd. Actually. <laughs> I actually like Rush Hour. Uh, uh, words to live by. And then last but certainly not least, <laughs> Reba McIntyre. Yes, Reba. Uh, uh, she was in Tremors. This yes, she was in Tremors. Yes. She was in the original Tremors. Yes. Uh, but I actually did like her TV series that she did. Reba? Reba? Oh. Yeah, I like that show. I watched it on like Nick at Night or something like oh, that. Oh, that's right, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but you know, she's she's kind of like an American uh, country artist. That oh, totally. She's. I mean, I don't know. People love her. Right up there with Dolly Parton. She's, she's like under there. Dolly yeah, Parton. Right under. Right like, like I think of the women of country. I think Dolly Parton. Yeah, and then I think Reba McIntyre. Totally. Now, passengers. No, if you're if you're country, if you're, yeah, if you're a country <laughs> fan and we've offended you, I'm sorry. We just don't really listen to country. Yeah, rightfully so. So, so we're, we're sorry. Practice. It's just where my brain goes. The country, uh, yeah. country you know, fans are like, you're going to come correct. You can message us on our email or our Facebook has messaging now. Yeah. You can yell at us there if you'd like. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, happy birthday to our celebrities. Happy birthday. Without you, we would not be able to do what we do, so thank you. Let's go on to the news here. Let's start off with the first one, which I think is super fun. Ace Ventura 3 is in the works from the Sonic the Hedgehog writers. Oh, so fantastic. Okay, yes, please. Yeah. Uh, they did a fantastic job with that movie. Yes. Uh, He's get, still kicking, man. Yep. Yeah, I think that they could, and it's, and it's going to go straight to Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, totally. Uh, now Jim Carrey hopefully says yes to it. <laughs> yes. Oh, he hasn't said yes? I don't know what's, I don't know if it's like he's in conjunction with them, uh-huh. or but I'm just going to guess he's going to get the script, script yeah. and go ahead. Um, Tom Holland wants to take a break after Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. I mean... From acting, he, just from acting. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, in general. I would imagine it's been very demanding he's everything that he's doing. Yeah, he needs to go experience some normal kid time. Just go relax. Yes. And then come back when you're ready. Yeah. We'll yeah. all be here. I'm sure we'll all want to see you as Spider-Man yep. soon. Yeah. Unless something bad happens in No Way Home. Uh, true. Which I'd be really right. mad oh, or sad suck. about. Yeah. Oh, suck. Oh. Uh... Father of the Bride remake happening. Oh no! Um, no as no. a, they're calling. I, they can't leave anything alone. It's a Latinx remake. Oh. Do you do you not just say a Latino like unless it's a female, like? But uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Latinx thing. It's a lot. It's, of, it's you know, laziness. It's really funny is that the, <laughs> when I say the Latin community or Latino community. Latino. Let's see the Latino community. Unless you're talking about all female Latina, no it's Latina, but yeah. the Latino community uh, has actually I've heard saying like, "Come on, it's white people making this to feel better about saying." Them stuff. not know being able to remember when exactly. to say "oh" or "ah." Exactly, yeah. it's laziness, uh, and uh, but, I find that more offensive. And, <laughs> and that's than what I'm, Speedy Gonzalez to say the least. <laughs> yeah, and I put Latinx because that's what they say in the articles when I read them. I just I say but Latinx in, but. in my in my 
<laughs> I want to say Latino. Like, I right. want to say Latino. And you should because Remake. the masculine, unlike America, is supposed to include the, the female. It's yes. an us thing. And I'm sorry. Like, the Latinx, I think, just, just discounts that unity. And don't get me wrong, there's a whole bunch of machismo in uh, the Latino, Hispanic, Mexican, sure. uh, you know, cultures. But it's it's still inclusive with that and that's kind of taking it away right and i'm like you bet no no learn or uh oh is male uh is female and it's not that hard it shouldn't be. and if you're talking about a group it's still us uh, so normally you'll just use ah uh, or oh rather yeah <laughs> even i trip up on it but it's still very easy so we're gonna say latino remake thank you uh, with Andy Garcia as the father. Very cool. I like Andy Garcia. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't need a father of the bride, bride remake. I don't either. But it's good. it might be cool to have a different take on it. If, sure. If they're going to go the Latino way. But uh, I'm sure it could be really good. They, they could make it kind of uh, Latino family values and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I mean, I think it's very important because, like, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe we've had examples. I mean, like, maybe the George Lopez show and whatnot. But, uh, you know, Mexican-American families. You know, I think it's very important to have that representation there and to do it right and not get lazy. But they're not going to say Latinx every time they say a word in the show. They're going to have to conjugate it <laughs> just like any English. English word. Well, hopefully, hopefully, Andrew Garcia is like, no, no, Latino. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it'll just come up natural for him. And Andy Garcia is just awesome. In yeah. General, I mean, as an actor, even so. in the Oceans movie. Yeah. Like Ocean 11, love it. Benedict's, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, La, La, La Tawana. La Tawana is the name of a movie. It is now the first movie to be sold as a NFT, non fungible token. Uh, right now, I looked it up right before the show. Uh, right now, they're they're selling a thousand copies. Each copy is a thousand dollars a piece. Wow. Once all thousand copies are gone, then you trade for how much. So we can go from a thousand dollars to two thousand to four thousand to twenty thousand if people want to buy it. I how don't, good is this movie? I don't know. I don't, that it's got that it's worth that much. I think it's more just the tradable value of it. I don't know. I'm not really good with NFTs yet. Yeah, same. Uh, I'd like to try one or two to see if I can make some money off of it. Yeah. Um, passengers, if any of you have done NFT, not you, Dustin. Uh, yeah, we're already talking to you. <laughs> uh, the, we would like to hear from you and your thoughts on that. Also, yes. just your thoughts on the stock market, maybe what we should play. Just send them our way, Wall Street Bets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but cool, cool. It's the first movie. It's going to have a name as being the first movie. That's kind of what it is. All right, Adam Wingard, uh, director that hits hit or miss. He did the Blair Witch. I thought Blair Witch was fantastic. Yeah. He did Death Note. I liked Death Note, wow. even though wow. it didn't really go with the comic or the manga, um, or the manga is the comic Which or the great. anime. But I still liked it. I enjoyed it enough. Uh, he is as coming. Willem Dafoe is the uh, yeah. As uh, uh, my mind went to a little yes, but anyways, he's anyway. the monster character. Yes, Ryuk. Ryuk. Thank you. Um, and so. Uh, Otto Wingard also did, um, or is doing, or whatever, the upcoming Godzilla vs. Kong. We'll watch his movie up very soon. We're going to be watching it at the end of this month. Um, he is directing Face Off 2. And he says John Travolta and Nick Cage are on board with doing the sequel ah! as long as the script is good. Uh... So they have the script now. <laughs> they have the script now. We'll see if they say yes. Which we're, kind of reminds, we're on reading right now. We have the three dots. Yeah, so they're reading the script, and they're going to come and say, we like this or we don't like this. I don't, I don't see Nick Cage saying no. I see them coming back and saying, change this, change this, and we got to do it. Yeah. 
That'd be really great. I, I'd like to see a face-off too instead of a face-off remake. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah. I do not need a remake. If they did oh. do a remake, though, give me Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. But they're not anywhere near the same height. I mean, I guess I'd be making fun of this movie. I don't know. But the original. But <laughs> they would just be fun. It would be funny. I would watch a spoof with them. Totally. I don't know if I want a spoof of it. <laughs> the movie already feels like a spoof, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, based in uh, fiction. So. How do you do your face off again? Uh, yeah, the scar tissue would be unimaginable. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, although the uh, futuristic uh, anti-inflammatories... Make healing take days, not weeks. It could be set in the future. It could have like a nanotechnology. Like, well, they kind of address a little bit in Minority Report, right? They gave him a psh for his face to. It's like an anesthetic, but it'll oh, make yeah. everything feel better. But you look terrible. Oh, it made his face all droopy. It's like that's a right. That's right. Yeah. Last, uh, again, but not least, Netflix has picked up the movie. He's all that. Uh, gender swapped. She's all that. That's new. That's weird. I've been kind of expecting this. I've No, I mean, I've been talking about this forever. They've been uh, swapping out one way, and the pendulum swings. So I think that it's a natural thing that we got to he's all that. And it would not feel my standing if I found out that I was an effing bet. Okay? <laughs> Am I a bet? Am I an effing bet? Uh, you know, though, it's okay. It's been, I don't know if she's all that is a cult classic that you can't touch. But it's a fun one. I just, I, that, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm all for the gender. Can we get like uh, swapping, like either way it goes, but this one might be a little harder. Could we get like Freddie Prinze Jr. as the father in this movie or someone? And, um, and, and, uh, I can't even think of the girl's name from the movie, but, uh, uh, dude, uh, Rachel Lake. Rachel Lake Cook. Yeah. Let's get Rachel Lake Cook as a mother, and maybe they're married and they had a son. That would be so And the son's actually not pretty. And then, uh, the, uh, Macaulay, uh, the Culkin brother, uh, Crispin, was that his name? Uh, I'm not thinking of Crispin Glover, that's hilarious. Sorry, uh, but no, uh, anyways, from, uh, Scott Pilgrim. That'd be funny if he came back and he's the uncle, you know, Is of he their kid. She's all that. He's the brother, he's the younger brother of Rachel Lake Cook. He's the one who eats the... They almost, hair pizza. almost. Yeah. They almost do. No, no, no. Oh yeah, that's right. He almost eats it, and then they get caught. Yeah. And so what you gonna do? You get to get up, stand over there. Or, or you. Can, I just you watched can, it actually. You could have like uh, you could have um, uh, 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 Stu from Scream. What's yeah. his name? Um, um, SLC Punk. Yeah. What's his name? Oh my gosh, oh Matthew my God. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Do you have Matthew Lillard play like the father of the girl? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, real world. And then he'd be married to the ex, yeah. the popular girl or whatever, Taylor. Oh, that'd be really fun. That'd let's really do that, fun. Hollywood. Let's do let's that. Netflix, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's, let's actually hear from one of our sponsors. All right. Hey, Danny, today's sponsor is Snyder Superior Cyborg Parts. They're your one-stop shop for your new body stylings. I love Snyder Superior Cyborg Parts. Today, our passengers will receive free specialized oil to keep away the squeaks from your joints. Don't forget, that's only when you buy new parts. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just tell them Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Thanks, Snyder Superior Cyborg Parts. Yay! All right, welcome to our uh, namesake. That's what I'm trying to say, namesake. Yeah. Uh, the elevator pitch where we, uh, one of us will get on the imaginary elevator with our imaginary um, producer, and we'll movie pitch them in 30 seconds or less, and uh, hopefully they give us monies. Yes. So Mark is going to be doing it this time, luckily, because my last time was not good. <laughs> uh, I got three words. Are you ready, Mark? I'm ready. The three words are novel. Okay. Pin up mm -hmm. and thistle. Novel, pin up, and thistle. 
Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So I, I would like this movie to be like a, a you know fictional biopic of a pinup model named Thistle, and uh, she's Scottish because that's what this uh, plant is. It's its origin right here. That's from a Scottish thing. That's why she's called Thistle. She's that was just her nickname from her family and stuff. And uh, it's basically a uh, biopic or like a reimagining of her, of just some random person's life, of her struggles of going from uh, Scotland to America and kind of ascending through the pinup scene and whatnot and how it all fell apart and how we all learned a lesson and, you know, we all went on about our lives afterwards. <laughs> Knowing so much more. Where does novel come in on this? Yes, it's based off of a novel off of her life, like biopic. (laughs) Right? I said that, I thought. You said biopic, but you didn't really say that it was a novel. Excuse me. So, okay, um, not one that I'd probably go out and see other than the fact that it's a pinup girl. Um, but it's gonna be one of those movies that this is a date movie, but then they never show that. This is a date movie. This is like (laughs) a your your wife sees the sees the trailer and she's like Oh, I really want to see that. And it stars like a young Ben Affleck. And Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. <laughs> like back in the day, but not quite now. I don't know. I don't know any of the new throbs that people would oh, go and, see. And Thistle is dying of cancer. Oh, gosh. Right? Like that's totally a thing. Like it, right, but she falls in love with the doctor. Exactly. She falls, falls in doctor, love with Mark Ruffalo. And the doctor has to find a cure. So we'll love her until she dies. <laughs> And then his life order. You know what? You just Not invented the next the next uh, good chick flick right there. You're right? That's uh, Fifty Shades of uh, Walk to Remember right there. Except I hope <laughs> less Fifty Shades and more Walk to yeah, Remember. Because I actually five shades do like, like Walk to Remember. In memory, I, I like it. But I think if I watched it today, I don't think it would hold up. I don't know. I the, I still like the soundtrack done by oh, uh, sure, Switchfoot. Oh, Switchfoot what? Switchfoot wrote the song. No way. Yeah. John, oh. John Foreman. Well, that just goes to show you we were meant yeah. to live for something you, more. <laughs> oh, I dare you to move out of that chair. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this makes me feel like buying a World Coke. <laughs> That's not even the same band. That's Flicker Stick. That's right Flicker Stick. Thank you. That's my bad. <laughs> hey, hey, we went on. We went on. We had a little good little train there. Oh, Flicker Stick's one of those bands that I wish that I could find their album on Spotify, but they're not on there. Oh, they used to be, but it was only a few songs. Yeah, now it's like just a live songs. Yeah. They're not even like the songs that I want. I, I know. want that first album. Exactly. Like, what happened to Flicker Stick? They disappeared. Flicker Stick, please, just for a little bit, because the CD I have of yours is all scratched up, and because uh, it got it got it had moved in the stereo, and so it got all messed up. I love that. That band was great. Yeah. I also like Switchfoot as well. John Foreman's a great artist. Yeah. So, but um, anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that was a good thing. You could make that movie. You could have a really good soundtrack by maybe John Foreman or uh, or the dude from Flickerstick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can get Daft Punk to come back and make some sort of mashup. Uh, you know, with them. Oh, God. Just because it's got to sound all electronic now, right? Like, to be with the generation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the grid. But they make it sound, like, retro and subtle sometimes. Yeah, I don't, I don't need Daft Punk doing that soundtrack. <laughs> well, they're split up, so that's... Maybe they can get Junkie XL to do the soundtrack. There we right go. There, there we, we go. go. He did a great job in this movie. He did. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Instagram at Pop Culture Elevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Pop Culture Elevator. 
Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.